Greetings, travelers. I'm pleased to announce that the latest book in the Maze Masters series has hit DriveThruRPG. The Iron Realm, Solitaire Tribe Creation, and Maze Masters Guide is available now for your Iron Realm collection. Find it by searching on DriveThruRPG with your adult settings enabled. Create your own tribe of seven characters, just like on the show. And, using the other books in the Maze Masters series, send them through dungeon mazes, catacombs, and roleplay your way through every step of the way. It all starts with the characters. Are you ready to launch your Iron Realm campaign? Get the book, The Iron Realm, Solitaire Tribe Creation, and Maze Master's Guide at DriveThruRPG, and begin your legend as the next great Maze Master of the Iron Realm. The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm, Chapter 71, Ritual of the Ring. Some time into the evening, Kailana and Araya spotted a rider coming to the sanctuary by horseback. As he neared, she could see that he was a knight. She looked to her teacher, and Araya placed a hand upon her shoulder. Kailana's legs trembled as he came. Everything was going to change now. When the man came off his horse and removed his helmet, she could see that it was not Sir Lars, but a young man with light brown hair and blue eyes. He said his name was Solus, and that he had been the squire of Sir Lars. He went on to say that Sir Lars had been killed due to a disagreement regarding service and property. The fief was forfeit. Sir Lars had no heirs, and so the inheritance had passed to Solus. It wasn't much, but nonetheless, the young man presented Araya with a small box. Inside were some coins and jewelry. I hope it is enough, said Solus. I know that Sir Lars offered more, but it comes with my promise to take Kailana and serve the responsibility of husband to her in Sir Lars' stead, if Kailana would have me. The girl looked to Araya, who nodded and smiled. Truly, Kailana had to agree. There was no other choice for her but to accept the authority of this man. With Sir Lars gone and her sponsorship at an end, the Order of the Open Sky could no longer afford to board her and feed her. If she was fortunate, the dowry presented would cancel the last of the debts she had incurred. Kailana gave a thin and frightened smile regarding Solus in the moonlight. He seemed strong, yet gentle, and he was also so much taller than she From within the small pouch, Kailana produced a wedding ring, a plain band of 
platinum. Uriah led the vows, which were very simple, and then Solus, in a symbolic gesture, pressed his finger to it and slid it in slowly through the circle as they kissed. The Iron Realm depends upon word of mouth in order to draw more listeners to the show. Will you help us? Tell your friends and be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes as well. I, your Maze Master, am grateful for all your efforts on behalf of the realm. The Iron Realm, copyright A. Lenzo, can be found online at theironrealm.com and at theironrealm.blogspot.com. Iron Personas Come sit before me, and I will tell you of the dwarf named Thora. Thora is a female warrior, strength 9, dexterity 10, constitution 15, charisma 14, intelligence 9, wisdom 10, she is a level one with nine life points. She was born on the 21st day of Quintaris. Thora is 45. Her skin is the color of sand. Her eyes are amber and her hair is red blonde. Thora stands four foot six inches and weighs 165 pounds. Her preferred armor? Plate mail and shield. Her preferred weapon? Any bladed weapon. Her homeland? The Iron Realm. Description Thora is a female dwarf with red blonde hair and a stern countenance. She has the strong, steady build of her kind and a deep, booming voice that declares her presence. Thora dresses in plate mail wherever she can find it and prefers bladed weapons to all other sorts. Thora's eyes are a deep amber. Sometimes Thora wears jewelry favoring pieces of a heavier kind, especially anything that shines of bronze. Personality. Thora is stern and matter-of-fact in her dealings with others, though others also regard her to be fair. When she does smile, it is accompanied by a powerful gladness which reassures everyone in her presence that better days are ahead. Thora is trustworthy and good at keeping secrets. Others tend to realize this, and so feel safe sharing much with her. 
Thor is patient with those she considers undisciplined, but admires most those who have both feet solidly on the ground. Combat. Thora favors bladed weapons of all kinds, a predilection she shares with Brevik. Thora wades into combat unwaveringly always, and retreats rarely. By always pushing the front, Thora gets the advantage and controls combat to a degree. Those who can serve as support to her in combat will find her to be a fast friend in life when the battle is done. Homeland. Iron Realm. For as long as Thora could remember, she journeyed with Marks. By his count, it was nine years. Before that, they had been slaves to the hyena men, though she remembered none of it. What did last in her memory were the days she had traveled with Marks. He was passionate about dwarven artifacts, and this caused her to become passionate about him. They had many days as lovers, but it was not to last. Something in their spirits clashed, and it was not possible to resolve the impasse. The two decided not to talk about it. They drifted apart. Thor sometimes wondered if they could reconcile. But once dwarfs make up their minds, then usually change never comes. Family. When they met Master Brevik, the mood of their travels lightened. To have found a third dwarf was not something they had expected, since dwarves were rare beyond reason in the maze. Over time, Thora began to think of the two males as her clan and blood. Dwarves were beholden to one another. Their bond tightened over time, and this opened the door to let in another Stockholm. Current. Stockholm has gained her respect and that of her clansmates. Thor has not known humans or elves or halflings before, but through meeting Stockholm, she is open to knowing them better. The younger dwarf, Brevik, seems to fancy her too. Whether she decides to take him as a new lover is something Thora has not yet decided. Perhaps the elder Stockholm would please her better. Legendary powers, secret paths. The first seven paths are well known, yet beyond these there lie many secret paths. Seek and follow these as well, and allow your legendary power to achieve new heights Never before imagined. The Eleventh Path, Smite Disease. In the Iron Realm, plagues, maladies, and blights are an inescapable part of life, laying low tribes and races alike. Yet this evil exists upon the earth as well in many Forms. For every one 
dollar donation you make to the battle against disease. Award yourself two ranks of renown in-game. If you have instead volunteered in the service of treating or protecting the sick in your own sphere or elsewhere upon your world, award yourself ten ranks of renown for every hour you have given to the cause. The strong must look after the weak. Do so, and be you rewarded. I thank you for your intention. Copyright A.B. Lenzo has full episode summaries, including complete details on guest audio and plenty of extras for all you travelers at theironrealm.com or theironrealm.blogspot.com. A portion of tonight's voice performance has been given by Alexandra Drotsrune of freesound.org. Alexandra's compelling and a masterful voice brings the Iron Realm truly alive. Alexandra, thank you for bestowing your skill upon us deep within the eternal depths of the Iron Realm. Secrets of the Maze Master, Maze Master, Maze Master. Should the craft of classic gaming ever be lost to the world, the secret arts may yet survive and rise again through those techniques I reveal to you on Secrets of the Maze Master. Tonight's discussion coins, gems, and jewelry in the Iron Realm. Even in the life-or-death world of the maze, currency still holds power. The power to negotiate, the power to acquire for one's needs, the power to bribe, the power to coerce, and the power to define oneself a Above the rabble, above the desperate masses of the labyrinthine wasteland. There are several common types of coins that may be found within the maze, indicated sometimes as treasure during the tribe's explorations. Copper coins, silver, electrum gold, and platinum can all be found in small or large measure to be kept or carried in backpacks, pouches, or sacks. By the exchange rate of the maze, one gold coin is equivalent to 100 copper coins, or 10 silver coins, or 2 electrum coins. Meanwhile, platinum coins, the most valuable of the common coins is equivalent to five gold coins. As for gems, 
one or more can be found amidst any creature's hoard, or otherwise hidden amidst the many secret places of the maze. The exact gem discovered is up to the Maze Master, and could be onyx, amber, topaz, ruby, quartz, diamond, or something else. The cut, the size of the gem, and the quality may all factor in to its final value, with thieves and rogues being especially adept at determining the exact value of gems or jewelry found. For ease of generation, and to add a degree of random chance to each discovery, the Maze Master will need his or her own gem chart. This chart should show 20 possible finds and should provide ample variety for the first few levels of play. Indulge or develop your interest in gemology and consult references on the thousands upon thousands of interesting gems in the real world. When designing your gem chart, I humbly suggest the following guidelines. Include four gems of approximately 10 gold coins in worth, while including five selections roughly valued at 50 gold coins each, six selections of roughly 100 gold coins each, four selections of roughly 500 gold coins each, and just one selection worth approximately a thousand gold coins. While gems are extremely valuable, jewelry is often even more so, and can rarely be recovered through a tribe's exploits in the maze. Whenever a piece of jewelry is found, make a roll with 3d6 and multiply by 100 to get a value anywhere between 300 and 1800 gold coins. The exact item found is up to the Maze Master and could be literally anything you can imagine. Is it a kind of body piercing? A pendant, a pin, a scepter, a crown, an earring, a necklace, a brooch, a circlet, a collar. Be creative and design anything your heart desires. Perhaps working a special item or two into your role-playing. Coins, gems, and treasure represent real success on the part of the tribe that uncovers them, granting the group one level point per gold coin of a value successfully recovered from the site. When you're fighting for your life, treasure isn't the most important thing, but take it where you can and use its power to bribe your way out when your life points are low and you've nowhere left to hide. The 
Arendt's Vault. We've got some new treasures in the Onyx Vault. Remember, travelers, if you're not partaking of the treasures of the Onyx Vault, then you're only receiving a third of the content available to you. All patrons receive future episodes of the Iron Realm before anyone else on the planet. And there are many other offerings, too. Including, but not limited to, the following. I've finished it at last. The Iron Realm, Solitaire Creature Creation, and Maze Master's Guide has gone into the Onyx Vault. And for all you patrons of the deity level or above, the book is yours now. During this exclusive four-week event, you have your chance to grab the book before anyone else on the planet. Challenge your character tribe with creatures of your own design, and the Iron Realm, Solitaire Creature Creation, and Maze Master's Guide gives you all the rules you need to realize your deadliest, most quizzical and most enigmatic monsters of your own fevered dreams. The rules for combat are in the book too, so you've got what you need for your own Iron Realm campaign. At last, the battles you've sought are here. Join me at patreon.com slash theironrealm and get the book right now. But don't worry, if you're not of the deity tier, I've got a little something for you as well. Every month from now on, for an entire year, I'll be dropping an exclusive creature into the vault as well, complete with rules, descriptions, and special powers for each and every one. Collect them all, one each month, by signing up at the Noble Warrior tier or above. <laughs> it's waiting for you now, one and all. Find the Onyx Vault at patreon.com slash the Iron Realm and experience everything your Maze Master has to offer. Tribal Matters. It's 8 p.m. on day 26 of Primaris. The group is in the stairway chamber. 27, 28, 28, 33. They have dragged the corpses of the gorillas piece by piece as possible through the bars of the portcullis for the group has shot them dead with arrows following their brutal attack on Master Brevik. The bellies of the group are empty, and so the primate flesh is quickly cut into strips 
and devoured. Life points for the wounded are as follows. Solus, 15 out of 16. Stockholm, 17 out of 20. Blen, 15 out of 18. Bardar, 13 out of 14. Orson, 1 out of 6. Master Brevik, 1 out of 9. The group possesses the following spells. Amazar, Door Denial, Orson, Ventriloquist, Blen, Hands of Healing, Times 2, and the Sword of Heaven has a laying on of hands effect at the ready. As arrangements are made for the night watch, Len bestows her hands of healing effect upon those in the group worst wounded. Orson from her receives four life points, and Master Brevik receives five life points. An attempt is also made to recover Stockholm with the Sword of Orleone. He gets three life points back, which brings him to full. The Night Watch is then pursued with Stockholm and Iona taking guard first. No occurrence. The next watch is done by Pella and Orson. Again safe. From 12 until 2, Kana and Thora in the dark. Safe again. Between 2 and 4, it is Nora and Brevik. I'm going to say, too, that during this time, Nora has delivered two points of healing upon Orson, for the power of her horn has been restored at midnight. The power of the Sword of Heaven has been restored as well, so she is using its ability to ease Len's wounds, too. Len receives two life points. Now the roll during Nora's watch of four no creatures, and the final watch by Celeste and Marks. Again, no creatures. They have all passed successfully into the 27th day, and then the time is taken for prayer and study of spells. Len receives Hands of Healing times two, and Sylvanas grants Celeste Hands of Healing times two as well. Twyla and Nim each get Hands of Healing. Amazar picks up a second Door Denial, while Keilana receives Mystic Missile times two. The group also, early in the day, partakes of water and food which meets their needs whilst the group continues their extended rest until 2 p.m. Four dice for roaming creatures. The halls are quiet, and no further threat emerges from the deep stairwell. At 2 p.m., a point is recovered by Bardar, Solus, and Len, which brings each of them to full, whilst Master Brevik receives the healing of Yuname Horns, Twyla and Nim deliver him too to full. The group has been in hiding for many days, fearful of the legions that had invaded the southern portion of Alpha One. 
but they know they cannot stay here forever. And neither do they dare to descend to the more dangerous and deadly level two. And even if they did, how could they leave Hyren behind? The father of the Unime. Perhaps he's dead. Sistakhan. But we can't leave. Not without knowing for sure. That would mean a face-off with the goblins. Sisolus. It could be inevitable. Sistakhan. Treya's fate may be our fate too. But just as she taught us, leaving one of her own behind is a fate worse than death. Of course, the group consults their maps before packing up for the trek into the maze, and they decide that if the way is clear, it would be wise for them to chart what they may of the southern portion of Alpha One before making their way back to the waterfall cavern. And so they go with Stockholm and Solus in the lead. It is 2 p.m., and they are away into the maze. No light is lit, for they must at all cost conserve their oil, and they have no desire to draw their adversaries straight to them. The two long ropes are brought out, and demi-human dark vision is used to lead the way. Two rolls to return to chamber 21, the torture chamber. The group succeeds in this, for the halls are quiet, perhaps too quiet. They next backtrack towards the place where the devils were found. Room 14, the blood hall. Two more rolls should get them there, but a one is rolled. Roaming creatures are on the way. Do they have a chance to hear what comes? First I want to know if the threat comes from the front or the back. It is the back. They are being tailed, so I give the roll to Orson and Kana. Kana does hear a sound. The dice show that it is 60 feet away. I judge that it is coming toward position 1726, moving south toward the passageway towards them. You have been listening to The Iron Realm. If you would like to show your appreciation and support new episodes of The Iron Realm, visit patreon.com slash theironrealm and be you rewarded. You can also give a gift at drivethroughrpg.com using pay what you want or by taking a share of premium softcover books, ebooks, and gaming aids for your Iron Realm collection. And don't forget to leave your five-star reviews at iTunes at drivethroughrpg.com and beyond. Finally, tell your friends and spread the word about the world's first play-by-podcast RPG audio drama. Do what you can 
to ensure the continuance of the realm. Your fellow travelers and your maze master thank you. From the eternal depths of the Iron Realm. I have been your maze master, Abel Enzo. Remember, play hard or go home. Iron Realm! Good night, everyone.